Rick, have you ever heard the expression, the customer is always right? Yeah. Yeah, well, here I am, the customer. That's not our policy. You have to order something from the lunch menu. I don't want lunch. I want breakfast. Yeah, well, hey, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Hey, I'm really sorry too. Wait, is that pigeons? Or is that our government? Is that pigeon coop, coop again? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. You heard any good coos lately? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard one of any good coos lately? Fucking Jesus dumbasses. Christ, yeah, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary has been happening since last week. Jesus. It's like week to week. It's like a completely different You know what? Uh, I thought world. of a good idea, and if, if you steal this idea, you remember I said it before you guys <laughs> did it, is you could literally make a make a a cartoon about our government with Trump a TV show but as everybody as like fourth graders oh god yeah it's like just animated as fourth yeah. graders and Trump is like the bully and Pelosi don't like, they have it in that South Park isn't it Cartman no but more like a <laughs> you know more like a classroom all yeah, the yeah. time it's true not not even like it doesn't even have to be vulgar. Just do say exactly what they're saying. Uh, I told my uh, wife, Trump I said, be, I am, I'm, I'm taking my kickball and I'm going home. I'm going to love not knowing what the president does from week to week. When Biden goes yeah. in there, we, we're not going to know when did shit, we get dude. I said, I with... hate the fact that I know every senator and their assistants' names yeah. and but all that's this. social media's... No, yeah, it's that's true. That's their fault. We, we learned a lot from it. So if, Remember when there was three channels growing yeah. up? And if you missed, oh, shit, yeah. if you if you if you five. if you tuned in at five twenty five, <laughs> yeah. oh, you missed dude. the news. God, I missed the Muppet Show. What am I gonna do now? Uh, now yeah. I'm just gonna poke for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah. So so the news from now compared to the news next week when me uh, when we're doing our 2020 episodes is gonna be completely different. We probably won't have the president we have now in there. Joey, Joey Diaz is <laughs> very like, possible. Remember when TV used to go off yeah, yeah. at the end of the night? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Man. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> he used to go outside and play more. Anyways. Oh yeah, I'm trying well, to get that back to that. Thing. That was now. the thing. Now I'm yeah. literally, I I'm, I I feel like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. I feel like I don't have to tune in, except to watch the ship sinking. I feel like yeah. I mean, once it's sunk after the twentieth, then it's just oh, what good things are they going to pass? When's my two thousand? Everybody stimulus likes a good coming? ship sinking. Yeah, when's my two thousand stimulus? When are they going to forgive fifty thousand dollars of student debt? Yeah. When's weed legal? When's all these different things? <laughs> One great memory I have growing up was uh, our. Gr- our dad's parents yeah. um, used to love going to Cape Cod. Yeah. And in particular, they loved the canal. There's a canal mm. that that connects the in, the bay to the ocean. They used to get fresh spring ocean. water on the way yeah, up there. Sandwich. Sandwich. It's after I the bridge. I knew one person in sandwich. Sandwich is after the bridge. I'm, when I moved to Port Charlotte and was a freshman in high school, one of the kids in my class was from Sandwich. Oh, I was like, holy crap. Moving from there. That's beautiful. I know. Uh, Marie, I took Maria there. She yeah. loved it. They, I went there with Grandpa once. They had swans by we the We went there to get water. And water and... The water is great. Yeah, it's nice. I don't know what was my point. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it was about sinking ships. <laughs> they had the. Well, you did go off the fucking. They uh, had a no. <laughs> Cape Cod. I had to sell the story because oh, okay. it's a sinking ship in Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma and Grandpa Dupree would listen to the police scanners, yeah, oh, yeah, and yeah. they picked up yeah. in out of Bonge Town or something that a barge had sunk in the canal was blocking mm. the canal, and they picked me up and we went down and watched. Yeah, we gotta go see this. The 
the barge sinking in the canal uh, as they were trying to pump it out to keep it afloat. That's funny. Yeah, but, I just uh, got uh, yeah. my 23 and Me back oh, uh, I saw. with all the uh the It's good that we don't it's have cool. a whole predisposition to it. I, I know. Stuff. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, yours is supposed to be slightly different. It's not supposed to be exactly. I, I get it. Like, uh, but it's close. And it said, Like it said light skin, and I did not have the that. The only derogatory thing that I was Macular for macular degeneration, which I mean, my eyes are. I can. I don't think I have a problem because I can take my glasses off and go drive. They're not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my eyesight. Hers are. In the last hers are year, bad. She had to get LASIK. My wife had to get LASIK because I would get before LASIK. she got LASIK, she could not. She went up to a, a different woman and started talking to her, thinking it was her mom. That's how blind That's she was. How blind she was. Yeah. yeah. Like she had to get LASIK. There was no choice. Every once in a while, far road signs are fuzzy longer than they would have been. Yeah. But I. Yeah. I, I mean, traditionally, my eyesight has been. Unbelievably good. Yeah. I mean, I'm 47 and I've never worn glasses. Yeah. And I'm the only one in the family. We're contacts too, but it's such a pain in the ass. I just always slip on glasses now. I'd get LASIK. Yeah, LASIK, it's getting cheaper and cheaper. You wait another 10 years and it'll be. Yeah. It's like 1,000 an eye now, where it used to be like 5,000 an eye. Yeah, yeah. It might even be more than that. Yeah, it might have been like ten thousand. Yeah, it was ridiculous when it first started. Shit, yeah, it's crazy. I'm waiting until they do dental implants for thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm going to have all my teeth just redone completely. <laughs> all right, some movie stuff. No, there was a couple. Did you hear about this Tanya Roberts thing? Yeah, what how a, fucking crazy how do you is drop that? The ball? How, do, how do you not? How do you that guy get, ever get representation for anyone again? If you're, well, if you're not you familiar, the guy that- to say your client was dead before she was dead. Yeah, that basically that's the story, you know. <laughs> uh, Tanya Roberts. I mean, I get. I love Tanya let Roberts. Anybody in the room, and the information was weird coming the back. The problem is, still, is don't one, announce it. Wait. Yeah. You, it, it was she her died husband. Her husband. Six hours ago, her husband didn't know for sure and yeah, just went that's out. Shitty. And, I mean, I get it, but it's, it's fucked up, and that's why you have to really, really wait. It's really uh, windy. Right so now. yeah, if you're not. Aware of what we're referring to, yeah, it's pretty windy out here. So hopefully, so if you hear doesn't. howling, uh, it's either Trump in the background, <laughs> see the, the, the Trumplicans coming after us. Millions of votes. <laughs> Bought my two dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that uh, that meme that you sent me, which one? The one from um, from uh, Trading Places. Oh. Turn those machines back on. Oh yeah, on. turn those machines back on. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, totally that's great. I put that clip on there at the beginning of one of the episodes. Just, yeah, yeah. Nice. So it shows that you have been keeping up. <laughs> I haven't. Oh, been what was I up. saying? Yeah, Tanya Roberts. So Tanya Roberts is the beautiful uh, Bond girl. She played Midge oh. in that '70s show. You remember I loved her. Where I remember and, uh, from. Beast, Beastmaster, yeah. man. Beastmaster was definitely what we pined over her for. But a View to a Kill almost as much. I mean, I loved View to a Kill. Uh, growing up, and then I watched her for years as Midge. This was so bad. So they they announced she was dead. She wasn't dead, and then they were like, "Wait, she's alive!" And then the next day, she's like, "Nah, now she's dead." And so it just looks bad to the point where uh, Kirkwood Smith put out a tweet afterwards, she, the first one, and said, said how great she was, and she was a great joy to work with, and everything. And then it came out, and I was like, "Oh, how shitty is that?" I said, "But she's got this opportunity now to go Thanks, and look at buddy. What, to go and look at the I don't tweets." Think she was conscious. That, yeah, it's true, but in. Uh, in theory, would, in theory, that would be the only opportunity you get Elvis to see that. Like in, in uh, Jim Morrison, or yeah, 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 in Midge, Tony <laughs> Roberts. Now, yeah. They just there is no heaven. They just take you to the well. Safe he he parts. reposted that, and he was like, "It's a shame that I have to repost this." But and then <laughs> reposted, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." That is crazy. Another interesting. Uh, it, it's more TV news, but a lot of it's uh, dealing with a, a great movie actor is. Um, so Clancy Brown's birthday was the other day, and I thought it was interesting. He says, I'm going to stay home, and I'm going to eat Mexican food, and I'm binge-watching Dexter. And then after I heard that, literally an hour later, the news hit 
that Clancy Brown was cast as the villain in the new season of Dexter, I was like, yes! <laughs> so that's why he's binging it, so he can get caught up, man. Clancy Brown as the villain in the new Dexter Clancy is Brown. probably the most brilliant thing I've ever heard. That will get me Showtime. I will, I will yeah. get Showtime he, for that. He's on my top ten actors. If he's I so had to, good. If I had to choose actors, yeah. both character and... If you go through and look at all the weird characters he's played, it's a lot, dude. It's a, it's like, a I like Robert Downey Jr., but I don't need any more Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I'm putting him at 11. I'm moving Quincy Brown into the Clancy Clancy Brown Brown's into the top great, 10. Man. If you haven't seen Carnival, oh, him, it's only two seasons long. Mads would be on that Just list. to see. Mads is so good. Mads is probably my favorite actor. Him and uh, that Boyd Hallbrook are my two favorite actors right now. We're going to be talking about some Boyd Hallbrook today, too. Yeah, good thing. Uh, so... Let's move into it right now. We're going to talk some Michael Douglas, man. Yes. I love Michael Douglas. We grew up with Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas was always a staple in our house. Yeah. Uh, anytime a Michael Douglas movie, so much so that this should really have been a, a two-parter. It's funny. I remember years ago, probably before, the, probably around the time that he did number 10. Yeah. He was at Death Store. He was, and he came back. Good to have money. <laughs> That's you know what you almost can you almost can use that statement for everything in life. It's true. You know, as much as we say money isn't the root of all, yeah, evil, that's money doesn't buy happiness. Bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Try to be poor. Well, I would never say that. Yeah, I just I'm some talking about the root will, of all evil. Some people money, will. Here's the here's the thing. If you're unhappy, yeah. money might not buy you happiness. Yeah. Security. But it, if it you're a happy security, person in general yeah. and you have money, you'll be happy. Yeah. No one wants to worry security. about shit. That's, it's all about security. That's what the, uh, not to get back into politics, that's what the Republicans aren't getting that the Democrats get during this horrible time where people are suffering. Give people money, dude. You know, we've, you know this, we've closed stuff on them. We've made, uh, there's no movie theaters, God damn it. Well, here's the interesting <laughs> thing. I remember Trump said if he didn't win that uh, the stock market would crash. Oh, yeah. By twenty five percent, it was up four hundred points. Yeah, during the riots. Yeah, during an, an assault yeah. on our capital yeah. when markets like nine eleven, the stock market looked yeah. like a, a cliff. Well, you watch. You watch when because it's going to happen. Like the I mean, roaring, I'm glad it went up. I like the some, roaring twenties coming out of the uh, the uh, that flew back then. Yeah. It, it, there's a boom, and it's going to happen, and you watch. He's going to take credit for it. Yep, this was because of the vaccine that I got. Uh, right. This is, all this boom is for me. I hope you liked it. So, whatever. Okay. All right. That's a, we promise. <laughs> well, that's unless it. That's it, it. Unless it's a snide one-liner. <laughs> Do we have any po- politics on here? We a little do. bit in the first one. A little bit. Uh, so... We this could easily been a two part. There's some fantastic films that it's we left off this list. There's some really good ones. We do we just can't keep it to ten, so we picked intricate ones that really show off uh, Michael Douglas's chops. So we're not going to be talking uh, about Coma or Black Rain or Disclosure. We've talked a whole a bunch about of, Black Rain. Uh, shit, there's a whole bunch of them. I'm, I mean, we touched on most of these, but uh, but I love going back specifically in the context of Michael Douglas. You know, people don't. People forget because he's won two Oscars, mm-hmm. right? And he's won one because he produced. Do you know what he produced? And he won, he won Best Picture and he got an Oscar for? It's not on here. Oh, it's uh, not on here? It's not here? on here. Um, uh, it's, don't tell me. It's one of those ones what, that... Give me a year. Uh, 70... Oh, yeah, it's probably 70... Shit, is it? It's not 75 because that... Uh, could have been 75, to be honest with you. I'll never to look it up. Uh, one Blue the Cuckoo's Nest. Really? Yep. One best picture. He was the producer on it, so he, he got an award. Nice. It, it's very similar. Like Mark Wahlberg got like so many awards for every time Boardwalk Empire won uh, an Emmy. Mark Wahlberg's up there holding this fucking <laughs> Mark Emmy. Mark Wahlberg's up. got. I got twenty yeah. Emmys. I've never been on TV show. Yeah, or, or that yeah. TV show specifically. So it's weird that uh, you forget that he was a huge producer before he was even an actor. I mean, he was doing like. Uh, I didn't have as things. much respect for producers until I had to be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you realize how much shit you have I to take. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. These are the guys that. That actually, 
keep the things moving. That's the stressful job. Yeah. (laughs) There's no fun in this job. Yeah. (laughs) All preparation. (laughs) But yeah, so he he moved into acting like easily because he. I mean, the secret, can I, a little tidbit? Mm -hmm. Secret of being a good producer, if anybody's out there thinking about doing it. So on the days that you're shooting, just keep wads of $100 bills in your pocket. It's true, too, though. And just, if you have a problem, throw money at it and the problem goes away. Can you do 20s? Has to be hundreds. I use, I use, you can use 20s. Yeah, yeah. I was like, damn, man. <laughs> hundreds work better, though, yeah. to be honest with you. What if you just want the AD to go Because I remember one guy was like, he was like, oh, we're running. We, we got to have Because no matter what location you go to, they're going to want you gone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but so with Michael Douglas, he, he was almost the Tom Hanks type, everyman type character. But then again, he played a lot of bad guys eventually. And you don't get to see Tom Hanks do that. So you can't really put him in that. And there's some really interesting uh, pictures in here that uh, I realized when I was researching these. Or I went back and I only watched two of them. Oh, two of the ten on here, uh, just researching them because I've seen all these yeah, so many times. Yeah, but name a bad guy. Uh, that he played? Yeah. Uh, well, he played a bad guy in Wall Street. I mean... <laughs> I mean, uh, being sure. a capitalist, but I might disagree. With I, you. I was watching, uh, <laughs> watching some of these with my wife. She took a, she took an amazing psychology course back in the day, where the guy obviously was a film plan. Mm-hmm. So it was building. He was picking specific films to give instances of these oh, different conditions. <laughs> yeah, and a lot. Some of them aren't Michael Douglas, like uh, like Basic Instinct and uh, Fatal Attraction. It's, it's all about those oh, two women. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, nothing scary. Then we'll talk more about that when we mention fatal attraction, but the, nothing scarier than that condition. <laughs> that the fatal well, the, the character he plays in Wall Street is... is He's a nihilist. I know, but it's, sure. it's, it's, it's almost every other CEO yeah. out there right now. It's the same. Why would you wreck that company? Because it's wreckable. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's venture capitalism, man. That's horrible, though. (laughs) All right. Let's start from the beginning here. Uh, So the first one we put on here, and this is one that a lot of people don't seem to remember or have seen at all, and I love it. And it's it's great for Michael. You would have been scared at the time when this movie came out. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. When uh, When was Three Mile Island? So it's it's 1979's The China Syndrome. (laughs) And it almost showcased more the greatness of Jack Lemmon than it does Michael Douglas, but Michael Douglas sure plays that great. um, Uh, Jane Jane Fonda. Yep. Really, really good. Uh, So why don't you give us just the brief uh, kind of stuff of what it's talking about. It it follows two groups. There's a a journalist, a media, like a new uh, TV station, Mm -hmm. and then this uh, nuclear power plant. Yeah. And... It in starts New York? out. You was can, it New York? Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. They were probably trying to talk. They were probably mirroring three, the accident at Three Mile Island. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Three Mile, and uh, which is off New York. Yeah, um, but this was a fictional one. Is that what we're? Uh, but it, but it was it was it so was, close. It to was three what mile. happened at Three Mile Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or I don't know. And what I don't know when Three Mile Island happened. Yeah, yeah. If it didn't, it's very close. Yeah. There was an accident. Let me look up the Three Mile Island accident. I'm hoping it's before '79, so I look good. But so, anyways. It starts out. You get to know the people that are at working at the fa- at the nuclear power plant, but you also get to know uh, Michael Douglas is the cameraman. March twenty eighth, nineteen seventy nine. It's the same year. Yeah. <laughs> Talk, that's why. I mean. Ouch. Talk about scaring the shit out of yeah, people. I know, this man. is a good movie. This you is guys see a horror that new movie horror movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it's like, oh, accident nuclear power plant. Yeah. Is it melting down? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Anyways, they. Uh, Jane Fonda was an anchor, <laughs> not an anchor woman. She was a news person. And Michael Douglas was the producer, right? <laughs> cameraman. Cameraman. Interesting. This is when but, he had his full beard and that yeah, big. Yeah, but Jane Fonda hair. was like yeah. the puff piece yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah she. They even told him we didn't hire you job, for your yeah. investigative skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We hired you for your face. Yeah. 
I mean, they, when they could so say that. So she just stumbled into this piece. Well, she was doing a... They were she, on a tour, right? They were just doing a tour. Yeah. Talking about how great That's awesome. this clean power is and how everything is awesome. Yeah. And something happened. And everybody knew something happened. And the TV people got it on film. And yeah. they were trying to... There was almost... It became this conspiracy to... Hey, that it was normal. It happens from oh, yeah, time yeah. to time, and then the other one, and then but Jack Lemmon, Jack was Lemmon like, knew that. We, hey, we almost felt all died. A wobble. Something <laughs> is amiss. Yeah, and uh, and he's been doing it for like 30, 40 yeah, years. He, so. and so he looked super credible. But everybody was trying to get. I mean, it devol- You can talk about the yeah. ending. Well, then the he, de- he, he, of, he pulled like a Wilfred Brimley yeah. in the thing type move. When yeah. I'll kill you, yeah. or he just oh, locked yeah. the whole place down. And he he had a gun, and he was going to try to. Uh, uh, he wanted to be heard, and uh, was it in danger though at some point, or was he going to do something? It was in danger, if or he didn't it was do just something. a hostage. I haven't seen it in so long. I, I've seen it probably three or four times. I but. mean, it was definitely a hostage situation. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. But Michael Douglas, he really showed his chops in that one. The, the trailer is great. I rewatched the trailer just to familiarize oh, myself. Old school, it's yeah. It's old school yeah. with the narrator, Michael Douglas, the cameraman <laughs> that couldn't follow by the rules. <laughs> I was like, wow. nice, man. You need to still see it. I need to buy it just so I can lend it to you and mom to watch because unless you have HBO, you're not going to see it. Is that um, uh, Chernobyl? The Chernobyl. Uh, the four-part Chernobyl miniseries, is, and you saw the first two, two. but the third, <laughs> the third and fourth one stick with you, and they—they're really it, it, they're images that are still burned in my brain. That's going to be hard for me to rewatch it, but it's so fantastic. That Chernobyl one yeah. is so good. They've been uh, what, uh, this is politics, but it's it's related to the Chernobyl thing. They've been putting a meme out of what's that a British actor from uh, you know uh, Richard Harris's son. Yeah, yeah. They, they got him standing in front of the sign that's showing the Russian government the levels of it. And so once all this shit started going down uh, the other day, someone just put out the tweet of uh, him pointing to the top level. <laughs> that was it. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, my, uh, Maria got her vaccine. Yeah, I saw her picture of it. That's great. Yep. First uh, round, right? First round. First she round. got the lucky lottery. Yeah, that's cool. Yep, I'm hoping. Doesn't to help it. me any. Yeah, it doesn't but. help you nothing. But. <laughs> well, it Soon. keeps me from getting it from, from her. her. Yeah, yeah, that's so, for sure. I guess. In, in until, essence, until the second one, because people, there are cases where people yeah. still get it after the first one. We are very careful. Yeah. All right, this next one. Let's go into this next one. So good. Uh, this is one of the ten that I rewatched, and it was just because I, my wife was in the room, and I know she would enjoy it of all these. <laughs> and that's 1984's *Romancing the Stone*. Oh, I this love is first this. time with uh, Zemeckis, Stone. Uh, Zemeckis, and Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he and Kathleen Turner did a bunch of movies together. *Jewel of the Nile*, next... which we're not talking about. Uh, they did just *War of the Roses*. What's that? Yeah, I can't believe you didn't put War of the Roses on it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we, we had it on here. <laughs> someone, someone slacked with viewing. <laughs> Too much no, news to watch. No, you know what it was? In, you say my DVD it, didn't work? No, yeah, your DVD didn't <laughs> yeah. work. It was a bad, the movie wasn't good. And it was all because of the bad DVD. Bad call, Ripley. Yeah, bad it call. was a bad call. <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> what, what was it? <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like any. I, the first half of the movie, except for Danny DeVito stuff, wasn't that very good. Danny DeVito's comedy is so weird. Danny DeVito directed. He that was movie good. He, yeah, and but it, his oh, his, his stuff is strange. But it I didn't like you. it. I didn't like it. 
I mean, it hits you the right way or it hits you the wrong way for the things. Like Death to Smoochie, you can't show that in a movie to everybody because no, but half that, the people will I hate fall it. out laughing out of my chair for Death to Smoochie. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Well, Romance in the Stone, phenomenal. Robert Zemeckis, uh, Danny DeVito, first time with Danny DeVito, yeah, first time great. with Kathleen Turner. I mean, was, if, I mean those guys couldn't get enough of Indiana Jones style movies, this is one. Yeah. This and King Solomon Mines. Those are the three. Those Um, three. I mean, there's way more. High Road to China is another one that's somewhat on that list. Big Trouble in China, Uh, (laughs) but those just classic adventure stories and everything. Yeah, it was great. And uh, the story was ingenious too. So, just to recap the story, because I always I remember telling my wife before we were gonna watch it what the the gist was about it, uh, because her mom loved this movie. that's how I sold to her. I said, we're going to put one of your favorite, one of my favorite movies on. Uh, I would say that for every movie you want to play from now on. <laughs> she told me that. Didn't yeah, you hear that? When she, yeah, was, she, she was up for our wedding, she said, yeah. hey, you're a big movie fan? Here's my favorite <laughs> movies. And she named she like said, 700 movies off. I don't know yeah. why she did that, but she, she said, did it. Braun, Cell Block 99. Yeah. It's her favorite thing. It's, it's the weirdest her thing. favorite movie. You wouldn't think. <laughs> <laughs> what a guest. <laughs> Undercover Brother, too. Yeah. I don't know why she liked that, but she did. So, uh, this is about Jane, Jane Wilder? <laughs> just Jane. Uh, just Jane. <laughs> Uh, so what's going on here is Jane Wilder, played by Kathleen Turner, is a romance uh, novelist. It's really a brilliant script. So yeah. she, She's like a homebody. She's living with her cat. She doesn't have any romance in her life, no adventure in her life. She just she sells these books. She makes a lot of money. She drinks her wine, and, and that's Sounds it. Sounds awesome. Literally. Hanging out with your cats, yeah, yeah, I know. What the hell? wine and writing books that's and making my tons of now. money. That's kind of my life Well, now. except for the tons of money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. There is a difference. <laughs> I knew there was one. Uh, well, she gets if you her... figure that secret out, <laughs> you let me know. Uh, she gets her mail in, in that morning, she gets this package in the mail, but she's so busy she can't open it. And then later on in the day, she gets a call from her uh, from her sister, and her sister is in uh, Colombia, yeah, and she's Bogota. been taken a hostage by Danny DeVito and his brother, uh, who are demanding uh, this treasure map that they know that she sent her sister. And she opens it, and says, "Sure enough, it's a treasure map and everything." And there's uh, that Zolo uh, uh, guy is actually hunting her in New York. It looks like they, he, he could have just taken her to New York, but he didn't. Uh, so she, the sister says, you need to bring me that treasure map in Cartagena, uh, Colombia. And she's like, you don't I can't go to Colombia. Down in Colombia, <laughs> yeah. that's for sure. She says, I can't go to Colombia. She says, you're going to have to. They're going to kill me if you don't come to Colombia. So she gets on a uh, she gets you. on a plane, <laughs> and then she gets on the wrong bus. And then the bus breaks down from something she did. She went up to the uh, driver, and the driver wasn't paying attention, then ran off the side of the road and fucked the bus up. So she has to get off. And at that point, the guy that's been hunting her is on the bus with her and just kind of pulls a gun on her and tries to take the map. And right then, just out of nowhere, Jack Colton, who is our Indian a Jones-esque <laughs> character played by the brilliant Michael Douglas. Probably one of my favorite Michael Douglas's roles. Uh, definitely the top four. I can tell you the, the big ones that I really made. Uh, I can give you number. my top four, and they're probably different. Yeah, they're probably different. So we'll say them as, that, as they happen. So Reminiscing Stone, definitely on my top four. and uh, Not on my top So he ends up getting involved in, sh- in shooting him and runs this guy off, and basically he, uh, $550, I think, in traveler's checks to get the stranded woman to a phone, and that's what he does. And they're basically start this whole romance, and then uh, they re- he doesn't realize that the whole like Colombian army is after her. So there's points where they're like sliding not, down mudslides. He's not and, particularly he's, adventurous. He doesn't have... He can't swing across vines on a on a. On he's a somewhat whip. he's somewhat adventurous, but he's uh, 
he's apathetic to her whole situation and everything. He's pissed off when he was like, who the hell are you, lady? You didn't tell me these guys were chasing you because when they have to, like, swing across. And remember, they kind of they kind of bond when they find the down airplane uh, with the dead pilot in it. And it, and it was like a, a pot, uh, like a run that went bad. Oh. So they're in the back, and they're, like, lighting the weed on fire to uh, to stay warm, and they're getting, like, they would get just blazed back there if they if that was real life. Oh, just lighting a whole bale yeah. on fire and staying in the... Try uh, that at your yeah, house. Yeah, try it <laughs> I know some friends that might want to come over. Had that great scene with the the bushmaster. I told my girl, I said, "This is the reason I know what a bushmaster snake is." Because remember, it, it very similar to like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. It comes up behind her, and he grabs it and like cuts its head off. And uh, he has that great line. He's like, "Is it poisonous?" He says, "Yep, but very tasty." <laughs> and then they eat the snake. And yeah, it, see, they what gets exciting is they realize. To get a bargaining trip, uh, chip, we might as well go find this uh, this stone. You know, we find, might as well find the treasure. So they become end up treasure hunters and everything, and, and that's where it becomes awesome. Oh man, and they're nothing better than hunting treasure. It's movies. so great. They run into that guy with the jeep uh, that has to help them. Remember, they almost get killed in this like Colombian uh, village by like a warlord until they realize until. Uh, <laughs> Michael Douglas says uh, Joan Wilder's name, and he's like, Joan Wilder? The Joan Wilder? And apparently he reads all her romance novels and reads them to the whole town, so yeah. the whole town loves her. So then they help her escape and everything, and it's great. That ending and the crocodiles and that, look at them snappers. Oh, man, I love the crocodiles I'm in sure this. It, I haven't seen it in years, but I'm sure it holds up. Oh, it's fun, man. The music is great. It's, it's just a perfect, perfect movie. I loved it. All right, next one. This is one of the crazy ones where not as much made Michael Douglas look crazy. He played the sane one in this. Well, somewhat sane. This will teach you. Never get involved with crazy. That's the uh, the key to this, especially if it ain't your wife. Uh, and that's the uh, 1987's Fatal Attraction. Uh, God, this was a good movie. Never man. get out of the boat. Yeah. Uh, we remember hearing stories about this before we were even allowed to watch this movie, you know? It became a pop culture word oh shit yeah like oh she went all fatal attraction oh shit me. yeah man I'm or, the sure boiling, or the boiling of the rabbit that's what most people oh, know yeah, about yeah. in this movie the, they know about sure. the boiling I'm of the rabbit family guy and south park have, have done jokes about oh that i know before. they have i know they have for sure a family guy for sure uh so if you're not familiar with the fatal attraction story i mean it's michael douglas it's the amazing glenn close probably the best thing glenn close has ever done made you think uh, and i love about close. her she's for got a about great a decade oh shit yeah that, it was good on her it was that good she, she had to get out of that real quick uh like go do a freaking yeah. disney movie yeah. or go, something go have some kids in a movie yeah because <laughs> <laughs> she had played she hadn't played a mean character up till then i mean she was the mom and garp and she was she played all these great stuff up to, uh till then and uh yeah, she played a crazy bitch, <laughs> you know. So he's uh, he's married to Ann Archer. His life's perfect. He's got great kids and everything. Don't cheat and, on your spouse. And, yeah, he he does something stupid while he's away and cheats on her and thinks that don't cheat on your spouse. Thinks that you're uh, that her him and uh, Glenn Close are like copacetic with. Uh, hey, this is just a fling and uh, yeah. uh, we're, and that's not what it is. <laughs> Somebody gets for obsessed. Any strings attachment. <laughs> Somebody gets seriously obsessed. Yeah, and th- there's a lot of uh, collations between this movie and Disclosure. Do you remember Disclosure yep. mm-hmm. with uh, Demi Moore? Well, yep. Demi Moore, because on that one he decided not to cheat on his wife. He got right up to it, and then he's like, "I'm not going to do it." And then she became crazy because and he framed he, him. Like, uh, uh, well, yeah, he went forward and said he she assaulted him and everything like that because she had been scorned like that bad that she just went so far. That was a Michael Crichton book. It was good. Um, the movie was it was all right, but we if we wanted the better version, you watch Fatal Attraction and watch Glenn Close go crazy. Yes, yeah. I mean when she when she starts terrorizing the family, 
And then when she shows up, the ending is probably one of the best fucking endings to any thriller ever. When Ann Archer is upstairs drawing the bath, mm -hmm. and then uh, Glenn Close is just appears at the door at the doorway she's wearing like this uh that like uh one that uh, white dress mm -hmm. and she's she's been stabbing her own leg so her leg is like on is like bleeding all over the place and ann archer is like frozen and the water starts uh raising so much that it falls on the ground and michael douglas is on the uh first floor watching the water drip down until he realizes what the fuck something fucked up's up there and i mean spoiler alert they have they like have to did he inject her with like a paralytic or something what, what movie no, was that? No, that was... Uh, when they had to take was, the plunger uh, out with their toe. No, that was the uh, that was the Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay. Uh, what Lies Beneath. What yeah, lies that was a good one, too, though. That, that that was a very other famous tub scene. But yeah, <laughs> this was a violent ending where they had to choke her. He had to choke her to death and drown her underwater. And at the time, <laughs> during the movie, as an audience member, you cheered yeah. that. Yeah, and it had that... that that scream like moment too, where she yeah. jumped back out mm -hmm. out of the water when you thought she was she was dead. Had man. to do that. Uh, yeah, but that wasn't as uh, big in '87 as it is now too. Oh, yeah. So expect it. No, they yeah. get you then. <laughs> yeah, back then. I mean, you never lean over. If you find done with Michael bunch. Myers on the ground, no. don't lean over Michael Myers and try to take his pulse. And this that's what I'm saying wasn't build as a horror movie too i mean this is built as a thriller for sure yeah uh, but it was also a drama i mean i got it uh in my dvd collection i got it stored on the dramas and uh yeah do you have one exciting, that you're man. ever torn between with what oh all the time like i should be this oh, should be in a, this should be in one but i want to put it in the other i really every every few months i toil with the idea of just putting them all in alphabetical order because it would make my life 10 times easier yeah. but there it's are not times impressive when you but, can show off your well and there's times that i sit down in front of the comedy thing and i just flip through i'm feeling like a comedy yeah and i want to look no, through it and that's the way to it, do it it makes but there has been times where i've had to like you could build did i put this under horror you could did build I... spreadsheets yeah and you could put multiple categories and then you just click on the on the tab that's comedies and if you had tagged any of them with the word comedy it'll put them in those yeah categories. i know there is like an excel sheet so, that yeah. i probably but should you, do i have <laughs> i could probably build it for you in 10 minutes i have them all listed I have all like I think I have. But you can sort by I any like keyword you now. want. You just yeah. attach keywords to each movie. Yeah, it's like drama, comedy slash. It made my know, life easier when I made boat, categories boating like boating uh, movie. And yeah. if you like, I feel like a boating movie right it's now. It's hard when you make like like I I made a war category, but I don't do a gangster category because gangsters. And if you're wondering why he would have to do this, how many movies do you have? It's like twenty one hundred yeah, and like eighty six or something like it's not, that. Now. It's not. It's yeah. not like me where I got fifty movies, and if I want to decide what I, I can look at every single movie. I've got sixteen in the mail <laughs> coming to me now, and the only reason I have that is because I don't. You've use, got one third of my movie collection. I don't use cases, so I can I put them in like uh, little uh, what are those called? Uh, jackets. Little jackets that, and I have those sleeves. great uh, sleeves, and I got them in the cases, and I can fit like three hundred and fifty poor case in there. So it's a, it's I got like nine cases, but it's cool. You can Do you stack have protocol them. to grab uh, movies if the oh, house yeah, is on fire. Well, yeah, cat yeah. in one hand, yeah, cat one hand, other. movies in the other. <laughs> we can make it out. It'll take a I don't couple. Have cat in one hand, and it'll take a couple trips, but. Uh, yeah, Fatal Attraction, if you want to see some craziness, man. And Michael Douglas does a great the job. The acting was top-notch. I don't yeah. know if it won anything, but should have. And Archer, too. She didn't get enough love for that movie. I thought she was awesome. She's... I loved her in uh, Narrow Margin mm -hmm. uh, off of Gene Is that Hackman. the one when she's uh, uh, the abandoned on the highway? No. And the, uh, the train. The train. Yeah, the train one with her, him on the train and being hunted by Doogie Howser's yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah it's great. Now, a lot of people confuse Ann Archer with Bonnie Bedelia. And I, I understand it because they're very, mm -hmm. very similar, but I think Ann Archer's love. Bonnie Bedelia, I think of... Uh, Presume uh, Stephen King one. Or in Never, uh, Needful Oh, Needful Things. Things. That's a good Needful one Things. to think of. I think of uh, uh, Presumed Innocent. None. Yeah, Presumed Innocent. Yeah. She played... Uh, yeah, the wife. Yeah, the wife. The <laughs> That's one all. They, we'll leave it at that. The one in the Porsche that <laughs> slammed into the barrier, right? Yeah. 
Oh, God. What was that? I don't remember. She slams into a barrier. In, in, oh, no, 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 no. Am I thinking of I Jack think you're thinking Ryan. of something. That, yeah. She was in that with him, too, though. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> was she his wife in the, uh, the first one with Alec Baldwin? Yeah. No, she was, she yeah, was but, with Kevin Costner. No, uh... She was with uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison she Ford, she was sorry. the wife in Patriot Games, Clear Panda's Danger. I'm just wondering if oh, she was the did wife. Did she carry over? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think anyone. Well, some of them carried over. Ah, I don't know how we got on that. All right, the big one. This is a this is a huge one for him because he won an Oscar for it and he yeah. he deserved this it. Be on my list. And this is uh, my favorite hero list. Yeah, this is on my top four <laughs> movie heroes. This is certainly on my top four for him too. Uh, and this is 1987's Wall Street. Uh, Oliver Stone, one of the best directors, and you've got Michael Douglas, and you give him a role where he can just be arrogant as hell, nihilistic mm-hmm. as hell, ruthless, cutthroat. I mean, that uh, my favorite I, line I like from the entire movie. Out by uh, Terrence Stamp. Terrence Stamp. Yep, that's the, when he's that's like, the line. "You're a two-bit raider. I could yeah. buy and sell you all." Says day not long. only not only would you uh, would yeah, you sell your own mother, mother, but you'd send her COD. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the greatest lines yeah. ever. It's There's like, so many great lines from this, like "Greed is good" or "Money um, um, doesn't sleep, pal." Remember, <laughs> he picks up the phone talking to uh, Charlie. Man, yeah. and uh, I mean, Charlie was good in this. People forget how great Charlie Sheen I was back when in the he, day. He drove by a building. He's like, "That's the first building I bought. I made eight hundred thousand dollars, and I thought that was all the money in the world. Yeah. Now it's a day's pay." Yeah. <laughs> oh God, man, he's ruthless, man. Like he owned every scene that he was in, and that's that's what you really. I mean, he created. An that's a movie star character. right there, Gordon you know? Gecko. He's been, that. If you said, "Hey, he went all Gordon Gecko on it," yep. you know what he's yeah, talking yeah. about. Oh no, you don't that's have a, to, like he's a meme all day long. You can you can find that. Uh, that any movie that came after that. Did that you see dealt, the remake? Uh, oh, not the remake. The, the sequel? sequel. Yeah, I liked it. It was great. Yeah, I thought it was I liked awful. it. I thought it was great. Uh, he was great. I mean, he just mm-hmm. he played that motherfucker, yeah. you know? And, uh, yeah, it was fun. But uh, with this one, yeah, we got to see him. It, it was sad to watch, too, uh, because he, he took that he took the Charlie Sheen character, who was unassuming yeah. and everything, and he just coming up and everything. And he was pretty straight up with him. If you're not g- giving me information he I can't get. He got seduced by the what people get seduced yeah. by. Greed is, is a sed- – if I – Very seductive thing. Like – I think I would be susceptible to that at some level. Yeah. Like, I would try to find ways to justify following somebody that's giving me like, lots well, of money. Like, well, I'm doing good with the money yeah. that I get from you know doing what? that type of exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, 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 That's how it is. I think, ultimately, my morals would would keep me from doing it, but yeah. it would... It, like, you couldn't tempt me with anything else. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting that, I mean, Michael Douglas basically gave him a choice. Remember in the limo, yeah. he was telling me, because he gave him the one good stock tip. He, he gave him yep. the uh, the one about his dad's company yep. and everything. And uh, he's like, well, what else you got? And he says, if you don't have if you don't have stuff that I can't get anywhere else, you're yeah. no use to me, basically. And basically saying, hey, you're going to have to do some shady shit. You know what? And that's why, and not to get political, but that's why I don't like Congress, because... They know legislation that's going to happen yeah. that's going to affect companies going up or down. Oh, yeah. yeah. The banks. And you know, if I mean, they tell one person and that person tells a different person, yeah. that third person is shielded from the law. Yeah. You can tell somebody who yeah, tells yeah, yeah. somebody. Well, that's why, yeah, that's why Insider Trading had is, Cohen and then Cohen went and talked yeah. to this guy. And I mean, they made it look like everybody could get in trouble, but there's ways to get around that yeah, shit. And it, it is. sucks. Because it's shady. It's a shady business, man. And this showed, this was what was great about this because it showed everyone how mm-hmm. shady it was, where it yeah. wasn't as, there wasn't a big Wall Street movie before this. It I was, mean, what was a big Wall Street movie before Wall know. Street? I mean, Trading Places is what people thought <laughs> of. But that was just, had like that showed you what the floor tiny, was like, though. Yeah. And this that, showed you what the, the actual like this business behind it was 
Oliver Stone is a master at he does he always puts sequences in his movies that just enthrall me and the sequence that he did when he met he when with Daryl Hannah and they were going to move in and she was going to redecorate yeah. and they did the talking head song yep yeah yeah but it was almost a like he's made it montage yep. oh yeah yeah and it was awesome I, I i can put that sequence i can just go home and put that sequence on it's great yeah i love the sequence where he like goes in the work too, that's and one of my favorite talking head songs it, yeah it's really good uh i love the when he finally gets screwed and he's walking into work and everyone at the yeah. job mm-hmm. knows that charlie sheen's been fucked yeah. and that he's out of the uh, job and charlie yeah. sheen starts crying on the way out and he sees william mcnamara yeah. and he, he sees who is the uh the boss oh hal holbrook yep. and everything and it's uh it was so uh Difficult to, to, tell them there difficult no to watch in this world, yep. kid. And Just you got your caught, and you're embarrassed in front of every single person in the office. Yeah. And it's difficult to, uh, to watch <laughs> because you, you watched them go through this. And there was a lot of great behind-the-scenes stories you That's heard about you this where Oliver Stone uh, – told Charlie Sheen to get completely wasted at night and then oh. be on the set in the morning still wasted. Do you think he really had to tell him that? Well, probably not, but <laughs> he gave her permission to do it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to hide it. Oh. <laughs> you don't have to hide it tomorrow, you know? Because That's how, if I was Charlie Sheen back in those days, like, yeah. this sounds like a challenge. Oh, God, oh, man. He, I, <laughs> I love when... when he, you want me to be full Charlie Sheen? It's like, like 2020 Charlie Sheen? I love Martin Sheen in this movie, too, man. He just plays his, his dad, well, perfectly, yeah. but uh, yeah. the scene where his He's dad's got to yell at him out, out on the... Uh, yeah. Out on the street mm-hmm. and everything, and oh man, he just belittles him right there, and That's he's like, "I don't know the, where I uh, went wrong, kid." But the obviously, story I that, did. The story that you've told before, you must have you saw a documentary or you saw the behind the scenes for this. When uh, Oliver Stone told it himself, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you saw it, yeah, yeah. That he where he, had, he changed, he the, changed lines. the lines, oh yeah, yeah. and. Uh, Tell that story. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Apparently, you don't change lines in Oliver Stone's script. Like, it, he's he's got it so detailed that he wants it exact. And you should know this going in. Uh, I mean, it, but even if you're that way as a, as a director myself, give the give the I actor the chance to just don't. Here's use one it. take. Yeah, yeah. Don't do run, it. Don't run yeah, the camera. Do two takes. I don't care. <laughs> it's not going to get used. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't turn the camera on. Save the film. Isn't the red light supposed to be on? Don't worry about this. New no, camera. New this camera. is a new camera. Red light's on the other side. <laughs> so apparently Martin Sheen, who is a fucking superstar, I mean a superstar oh, by man. 1987. And, and, and he, someone that he's worked with before. Yeah, oh, for sure. And so the... Uh, he, he changed like one line or something on the street. And it was... Uh, it was the I don't sleep with whores, I don't wake up with whores. Remember that was mm-hmm. his line on the street. And he didn't want to and say he didn't that. want to say whores. He said he said like prostitutes or something like that. And and Oliver Stone's like, No, 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 no. You go back and you say it the way it's supposed to be. And he's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so he, he it's shot more him powerful. He's right though. I know. I mean, there's some directors that uh, I think actors probably respect well, directors a lot of more when they're directors when they're that firm. Write the- script yeah like for directors that have written the script yeah it's more important and a lot of people i don't think you'd even need to question like quentin tarantino if quentin tarantino writes a line for you you're gonna say that fucking line yeah i mean but there's no J- way you're gonna improvise from, that if uh uh silent bob oh he <laughs> gives you a line you can yeah. do it you can do your own line. he there was a story with him though when he didn't he was so green and he tells his story very uh lovingly and it, it, he wouldn't mind it being told it's so on dogma uh um Chris Rock improvised a line, and it was so much better than Kevin Smith's line. He said he, he's like he he rocked this line, and he he's like he came up to him afterwards. He said that was great, man. He's like, he's like it's too bad we can't use it. And he's like why why can't you use it? He he's like well then I'd have to give you writing credit and everything. He's like no that's not how it works, man. He says you wrote the script. Anything improvised like that we don't get credit for that. We just just all for the picture and everything. And Kevin Smith's like whoa. 
I didn't know that. Shit, let's <laughs> reshoot this movie. So after that, and that's what it kind of ended up shooting him in the ass because when he took cop, uh, when he took uh, cop, that uh, cop out, uh, which was horrible, it was a piece of utter garbage, and it's the only one that Kevin Smith did that wasn't his script. He got talked into doing it, and uh, uh, Bruce Willis and uh, uh, Tracy Morgan took the movie over. I have a story. They about took this. the movie over and re and, and improvised the entire movie, and he lost it. He he lost the directing chops of that movie. Basically, they, uh, he does stand up. I don't know if you listen Who's to this? his stand up. Um, Tracy, no, uh, Silent Bob. Well, Kevin Smith. Kevin He's Smith. only done it a couple times. I, I, no, he does a lot. No stand up. I've no. listened to. He, he talks three about or four his albums. That, Oh, his spoken word albums. It's just his spoken well, word. Well, yeah, he that's tells not stories. It's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's there's not plenty stand-up. of stories. Yeah, it's true. It's stand up. Nah, yeah, to me, stand-up. I would rather hear stories than hear jokes. Yeah, yeah, but it's stories. It's not jokes. Well, it, I, mean, I mean, Joey Diaz is, is. I call him a stand-up comedian. Yeah, but he's writing specific stuff for that. I. Uh, but anyways, he um he said, he said I I did cop out, and it was a terrible experience. Yeah. And he's like, I'm sitting at home one day, and all of a sudden the phone rings. Yeah, yeah, I've heard this story. And he's like, Yeah, he told on a Hey, he's like, who? He's like, Oh, hey, it's Bruno. He's like, Bruno. He's like, yeah, it's Bruno, man. He's like, who's Bruno? He's like, it's Bruce Willis. <laughs> he's like, oh, hey, dude. <laughs> he's like, why is this guy calling me? Is yeah. he finally going to come and kill me? And they don't even mention. He, didn't, he just wanted to catch up with him yeah. and see how he was yeah. doing. So it's crazy. <laughs> you got to know that certain, certain, actors, certain, certain actors want to uh, improvise. And yeah. you got to know. And when it's genius actors, you got to let them do it, you know? But if the script is that solid, then I, I get it. If it's all a stone script, you, you can. I mean, you, you should do that. It, but I mean, if you're getting it, Robin Williams on the script or something like that, I mean, you don't you get let Robin him do Williams if you don't want him to improvise. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the key to it. It's like, yeah, so, he's, does, he's the guy that. Yeah, so that. Michael Douglas won the best actor for Wall yeah. Street and fully uh, deserved it. So the next one, this is. Uh, um, no, we're going to jump over that one because the, the one uh, that we uh, replaced it with is 2000. You're in charge. 2002, I think. So we're going to go to this uh, 1992's. I remember what was fond to me about this movie is I saw it twice in the same day in the theater. And this is 1992 Shining Through. Is this so the I one I came to told you to go see it? No, I saw you it. Told, and you told me to go see it. And I saw it, and then I got home from seeing it, and I told you and your girlfriend, hey, this movie is fucking phenomenal. We got to go see it. I'll go see it right now again with you. And we all went and saw it again. So this is uh, 1992's Shining Through. Oh, it's, it's so great. amazing, man. The script was great. The acting was great. It's so good. And this is one of those movies that... Unless you it was, saw it, it was in the my, 92? kind of my favorite genre too. Like yeah, World it's a War war movie. It's a spy movie. It's, it's a, a thriller. It, it shows all the great acting chops from everyone involved in it. And it's one of those movies that a lot of they don't play it on TV. You never see this on TV. If you didn't never. watch it in '92 and uh-uh. someone didn't rem- uh, recommend it to you, it's you wouldn't probably, even know about it's it. Some obscure streaming service yeah. probably has it. But uh, of of it. all the movies on the list, it's probably the most obscure one on here. So it, if you're it's one of if my, you can find a way to watch, I would have it on my top five. Really? Of these ten. Oh, of these ten. Okay, I thought you meant overall. I was, it's on my top hundred, probably. No, my, if you were going ranking them, yeah, it would be number five on the list. Yeah, it's it's really phenomenal. Uh, and so it tells the it's during Nazi Germany. Uh, it's like World War Two Nazi Germany occupation, and you've got uh, Michael Douglas playing one of the head kind of elite. I mean, he's he's military. I'm not sure what military his rank is. Though, right? It's military intelligence. Like there was the OSS, which is the British intelligence agency, the but he's US. also a spy. He's a, he's a downright he's a spy. spy. He's got a t- uh, he he hires Melanie Griffith, who's who's super smart, as the uh, secretary to come in, and she can speak German fluently uh, because of her grandparents had uh, uh, had her. And Not she according can, to 
The yeah, yeah. Not to, John Gilgood didn't think so, but uh, yeah. And uh, she can cook food and all that and everything. But she realized sort shortly of. after dictating after dictating the notes that it's all in code. And she even calls off Michael Douglas's code. She's like, yeah. you know, if 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 this is code, and I know it is, you you're a bit better off saying this instead of this. And she's he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He says, Come on, dude. He says, between me and you, I know yeah. this is code, and and not only do I know it's code, the Germans are going to know this is code too. Yeah. So basically, and and he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" The eagle, <laughs> the eagle flies at midnight. Yeah, the eagle flies at midnight. <laughs> the eagles and, fly at midnight. And then it'd be like, if you want to say that there's five of these, you're going to say it this way, not this way, and everything. So he has to basically come clear with her and everything. And they they have See, some the woman. Eagle does fly at midnight. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, we have so many uh, hawks out here. He is pissed. <laughs> so the. Uh, where it gets interesting is they have um, Liam they, Nielsen's in this. Liam Neeson is in Neeson, it, and he Nielsen, plays a Nazi. He plays one of the Nazi soldiers, and they have a woman. Commanders. They have a woman that's going to be put into his house as a nanny to help out with cooking and everything. She but action. she's actually a spy, and she's compromised, and they have to mm-hmm. pull her out, and they have nobody to do it. And Melanie Griffith like raises her hand. I'm I'm game. I'm your Huckleberry, and she says not. And she sells herself. She's like, hey, I can cook. Like like a Berlin butcher's sort wife, of. and uh, the, yeah, the no. soup we eat. oh god man the so pigeons we eat. Yeah. <laughs> Some funny stuff in this for for what it is, you know. And she tense sells too. Her, tense she's, moments, oh, man. man. When, they, when the, she, that she last had to half take hour? those kids Ooh. to go to the fish market, yep. and like oh that was a great scene. They didn't want to be out there anymore, and so basically they put her in the field, and yeah, and she wasn't a field operative. But I mean, she did she did well. And once she leaves the state, she is on her own. She runs into uh, and keep in mind, she's telling this story from the 1980s. What's her remember? name? Uh, not is it Mar- Mel- not Miranda Richardson? It's Jolene Richardson, I think, is the the one her her friend that becomes kind of shady towards the really end, beautiful. the blonde girl that's teaching her how is to do she, things and connects her with John the, Gilgood. She's not the same girl from Indiana Jones, is she? No, I think it's the girl Three. from Event Horizon. Let me look it up real quick. She's she's married to uh um she's from the Richardson family. Jolie Richardson, yeah. Miranda Richardson, mm-hmm. all of them, but I'm pretty sure it's uh it's uh Jolene is the one there. So, let me look up Shining Through real quick. Uh yeah, talk about the uh the fish sequence because it's a really good well, one. Well, she was supposed to be passing information back and forth. It is Jolie Richardson. And her handler was was he was he Asian guy at the fish market and had it in the cod. No, he was German. He was a German guy. Was he German? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. he was a German it. guy. Yeah, so they go into the fish market and the way they send these secret codes back is by uh, coiling up a message, putting it on the end of this like fish hook and it jams it in like the trout's mouth mm-hmm. or something like that. And she just bungles everything up. She yeah. puts it in, she drops the fish or some first tries the first to grab try, the fish she, from her yeah. that she had already put the note in so she tries to grab it back from her and then all the fish drops and everything so she was afraid she fucked it up. It turns out she didn't fuck it up. Uh, and so they, they they basically, she has got to find this hidden room in Liam Neeson's house. She's got to take pictures. Yeah. But at some point, Michael Douglas shows up again, and he, he's got to save her. He's like, we got to pull you out. Yeah. Things are bad, man. And you're about to get caught. They know things are happening and everything, and she wants to stick with it, and he's trying to talk her She's out of like, it. I'm so close. And she had been He can't speak German, Nielsen. so it's, it's really... Almost, Liam Nielsen almost should have known something was wrong. Yeah. 
like sooner than he did. Oh yeah, yeah. It's and true. I think he kind of liked her too. That's true. I mean, she it. was good with the kids, and she he wanted to believe what she was selling and everything. But uh, Michael Douglas had to take a huge chance of going in. He he made it look like his throat was injured because he couldn't speak German, mm-hmm. <laughs> so he had to go in there and make it look like he had a throat injury. They they should have done some makeup worked, and stuff. It would have worked put too some, if it wasn't for you meddling kids. They really should have put some fake stitches or something <laughs> yeah. on there and everything. But that that final ending where she is she's injured. I won't mention how she's injured, and he has basically got who carry her he's got to take her to the line to get into like uh where was it turkey or something like that there, there was a demarcation like line and then they had like you know where they the classic yeah. north korea south korea exchange yeah. line like we got to get past that literal line yeah. like east west germany line sort of and it's like pulse pony if you're if your pulse isn't raised in that yeah. last half hour then you got uh it, it, and it, there's a yeah, twist ending. We won't tell the twist yeah. ending. Yeah, oh, it's so good, um, man. It's really, really a fabulous, fabulous movie. An interesting story, too, is uh, jo- so Julene Richardson plays that woman, and obviously Liam Neeson's in this movie, too. Liam Neeson was married to her sister, Natasha. She's the one who died in the uh, skiing the ski accident, accident. In the skiing yeah. accident. So, yeah, there's like three Richardsons that are very famous. Uh, Miranda was that one. Joe Lee is the one from Event Horizon and Shining Through. And then there's the uh, the older one who was in that Gods and Monsters uh, that really good one with Ian McKellen. Uh, yeah, they're all great. All right, next movie. This was a big one. I remember this came out when I was in high school, and my I had known a couple of people went and saw it, and, and their their suggestion to me was, don't get there late. If you get there uh, five minutes late into this movie, you might as well go home because you're going to miss the big part, uh, big scene in the movie, too. And it's true. Yeah. This was 1992's Basic Instinct. Classic murder mystery type movie like that starts with like Columbo style starts yep. with the murder they and then show you the murder just yep. not the faces of the murder yep and then you have to at that point and very similar to like Sea of Love and Sea of Love was great in that way <laughs> Marie too. had never seen it and she's like walking back and forth oh she had me. never seen Basic Instinct no uh, did we even say the name Basic Instinct she didn't even <laughs> see it this time but she was like is that scene about to happen that everybody <laughs> talks about and I was the like the scene with Kathy Ireland and the beaver yeah <laughs> whatever I mean with with pornography the way it is oh, nowadays God. Oh. People looking back, people nowadays would laugh yeah. if they if that was something. And it's that not like you're seeing a like, great shot of anything. No, you didn't see like, anything. Like what? That couldn't be pantyhose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm looking at. If I, <laughs> if I hadn't seen uh, Newman's face, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have known. <laughs> I, I had seen Newman sweating. That was like a room full of the best character actors in the world. Newman sweating his ass <laughs> off. He probably hadn't seen one in his entire life. <laughs> that guy, that George D'Souza, is his uh, his. Uh, his partner, he's a really one, good man. Who's the, you know, the other guy that was in the room? Was he the, was a, George D'Souza was a guy from uh, he's a guy from was Crimson like, Tide. You're trying to say that Jesus Christ can't hit a curveball? Yeah, yeah, he's great too. But George D'Souza, his partner, was the guy from uh, um, I just said it, uh, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. He's the he's the one that told uh, uh, what uh, Gene Hackman that he couldn't take over and shit like that. He was really good oh, in that yeah. movie. Uh, Jenny Triplehorn, great in this movie. Sharon Stone, obviously, it made her she career. She speaks out about this movie a lot and being speaks uh, out she, negatively. Yeah, she, she didn't. She, she didn't like the, the fact that she was very sexualized when she was uh, when she was younger with certain things, and she's probably unhappy with the. She she took a lot of those. What I liked about her in this this was more of a woman empowerment yeah. uh, movie for sure. Because before this, I mean, if you watch her in like. Uh, uh, King Solomon's Mines and stuff, or King Solomon's Mines. Yeah. Oh, no, oh no, help no, me, help save me. me! So she must have been thrilled that hey, I'm a badass bitch now. Yeah, because even before and shouldn't talk bad about unless it's a, unless she really did have a uncomfortable. Experience. And it was interesting that should we spoil this? It's a lot more interesting of a discussion. And if you haven't seen Basic Instinct from 1992, you yeah, want spoiler. a spoiler. But 
what was interesting about it is we are looking at it as a complete mystery in this movie, and, and what it was was what it is. You know, yeah. I mean, she's the killer. <laughs> I mean, uh, they threw some doubt in there. They certainly did and to that, try to deflect it and make. What it was look more like shocking the, was the Jeannie and Triple yeah. death. You know, and. I didn't have to shoot it. No, it was crazy, man. Uh, that was there was enough surprising stuff on it. Nobody shoots anybody in the arm or the leg anymore. Because it's not like it ended with people like, ah, oh, that was who I didn't. I didn't even see that one coming. Yeah. Unlike See a Love, where it was a little bit uh, more of a who who done it movie kind of. It was more of the interesting way that she was almost like a pariah, where she is just drawing in Michael Douglas, and Michael Douglas. It, it's almost it, like he has no control over himself sinker, at yeah. some point, where he just comes I'd in like here. Like the and, scene when he goes and picks his partner up at yeah. the country bar mm-hmm. and takes him to breakfast. Can't remember it. And he's like, you fucked her. He's like screaming <laughs> in the yeah, diner yeah. and like little I kids are looking around. That he like he's wasted too. Yeah, like yeah, and yeah. he's got the cowboy hat and the yeah. little necktie on. Yeah. I can't believe you fucked her. I can't <laughs> believe it. Oh my god! Like, no, and that was it. Was frustrating as an audience member because we know that it shouldn't have sex. With we know that suspects. it was an eighty percent chance that she did this. Yeah, and the scenes were like we see her with an ice pick when they're when they're having drinks. Well, together. when they we, showed, we when they see showed her. the you saw the woman's body in the yeah. beginning, and I was like, that's not Jereen Triplehorn, that's for sure. Yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah, and we see the 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 binds on her bed, and he, he's going through similar like situations that we saw uh, her go through with her partner at the but beginning. The the way they movie. deflected it is she is a writer, yep, and she uses a lot of stuff, and she was even using Michael Douglas's, yeah, as the as her like scapegoat, basically, or her alibi no, the, to get out of the, it, right? No, she was modeling the character of her yeah, book yeah. after him. It was it was clever. It was a very cl- and and we didn't mention Paul Verhoeven uh, directed this yeah. fabulous director, which not normally doesn't do. Uh, like science fiction. I mean, he is famous for RoboCop, Total Recall, uh, Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the Paul Verhoeven we know. And he's such an extravagant guy. I saw uh, making of this too. Where Sharon Stone uh, says Verhoeven was so into it when I wasn't doing like the sex scenes right, he would jump on the bed and he would say, "No, you do it like this and like this." And he, he he's really acting out. He's a wild man, so it, it must have been something to see on the set. So it was huge when it came out in a great mystery movie, man. So, I would definitely recommend that. Uh, but also one of those cases where Michael Douglas is dating crazy women. You know, I mean, this seems to be a pattern. Attraction. If we look, War of the Roses. Yeah. Come on. I, I mean, disclosure. Your, he wasn't technically dating her, but he was into that situation. You need to like. You need your heart and your head need to have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. So this next movie, number eight here, and this is not only my top one of him on this list. It is my t- in my top ten without a doubt. Really? I absolutely. It's fucking uh, love. one of the. One of the better anti-heroes. Oh, God, I love... So this is 1993's Falling Down. I remember hearing about this movie and seeing clips of it when we were cleaning banks in uh, Port yeah, Charlotte. I'm sure. I, remember, so I saw it in the theater. I remember taking the newspaper from one of the banks that had the write-up. Oh, on, you took it. You I, stole it from a I bank. Did, I stole I think the, the, the probably statute of limitations... <laughs> I, I don't think now. that involved newspapers in the lobby. So there was a newspaper write-up about it, a huge write-up about it, and I'm like, I'm taking this thing, man. It's awesome. And I hadn't even seen it yet, uh, the movie. And I probably saw it in the movie t- at least two times, possibly three times. And it's so good, man. I love falling down. And from the moment it started till the moment it ended, it had, and this was Joel Schumacher, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Joel Schumacher. It was. Uh, and uh, who's a fabulous director, done a lot of great stuff, famous for Lost Boys and uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin. And uh, <laughs> a lot of different stuff. <laughs> but... Um, 
Yeah, so is this one of your uh, one of your favorites too? It's one of my favorites. Man. I mean, Robert Duvall, Tuesday Weld. Who who else was in this? Uh, his partner was really great. The There's a lot from, of things uh, that happen in this movie. Uh, Rachel like, like, She's from Total Recall. It's like I could, yeah, I could see someone flipping out oh. if you if the, when they when they Marsha Mason played when the they stop serving breakfast. Oh, not yeah, Marsha Mason. You, you could probably need to back up and talk about so yeah so we're, <laughs> we're just dealing with a guy on the brink of yeah. a mental breakdown he's just yep. had it he, he's been beaten down by his his mom by his by society life has fucked him by, a little too much and, but he's fucked hard, up things he has an anger problem so he fucked up his marriage he fucked up he basically fucked up his uh his his kid's life he can't see his kid he's got a uh um what do they call it? Restraining, uh, order. restraining order against him. Can't go near him. It's his girl's birthday, like the day that this happened. And he just catches himself in the car. And I, I love the, the shots. And mm-hmm. it, if you don't realize, when I think L.A. and like heat, like the Well, what's cool about LA this movie, day, it's literally, it's mostly one day, right? Or it is days? all one day. No, one day. Yeah, one yeah. day. Like the, in real time. Yeah, in real time. It's done. And it... The heat in the uh, in society is an is a character in the movie more than LA, almost right? any. It has yeah, to be LA. yeah, it's L.A. Because uh, that's the only. If I had to think of a city that would do that to you in the, on the West Coast, yeah, it would have to be no. LA. And so the heat and society are like separate element characters mm-hmm. in this movie. So much better than I've ever seen in a movie where you feel dirty. 10 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. because remember he's sitting in traffic there's shots of the kids in front of him uh, from the car in front of him are like uh, fucking around in the car he's got flies that he's swatting around him inside the car there's people yelling there's the AC traffic wasn't working, and he it? just it all yeah the AC wasn't working so it all accumulated to this big thing and then it stops and he walks out of the car he slams the door and he leaves his car and he, he does just takes Murray. his briefcase and yeah, from he does stripes. Yeah, he does a Bill Murray from Stripes. He just leaves it there, and uh, and Robert Duvall's like three cars back, and you know, and that's how he kind of connects to this whole thing. But Michael Douglas goes over the uh, the cliff and goes down to this like Korean uh, bodega. Yep. Wants to use the phone. Wants to use the phone. Wants to use the phone. Doesn't have enough change for the phone. Goes in there. Uh, Any one of those douchebags along the way could have stopped this. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so he goes in there, and he he just. Uh, the guy won't give him change of the phone, Mm-mm. so he says, you got to buy something. So he buys the uh, – he, he grabs a Coke. It's super hot. He puts it up against his head. He slams it on the uh, thing, and they were uh, – it's like 75 cents. He's 85 like, well, cents. Oh, 85 he needed cents. a quarter. Right. He needed a quarter. It's 85 <laughs> cents. He doesn't give me enough for, uh, for a phone buy call. Buy a candy says, bar. Put it back. Says, sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. And then he just gets pissed. He says, that's the problem with this world. These used to be 25 cents or something like that. And he just goes – he's just an angry guy, you know. Yeah. And he and the uh, the Korean guy gets scared for himself, grabs a bat, tells him to leave. Michael Douglas grabs a bat from him and, like, just goes Babe Ruth on the entire yeah, store, really. Doesn't just, hurt the guy. Doesn't hurt the guy. It just destroys him and then which, pays for his fucking yeah, soda. Yeah, which sort of triggered to Robert Duvall. Yeah. It's like, we might be dealing with someone who's just – yeah. Had well, at breakdown. first they don't know they're all connected. So, yeah. Because from there he goes to an. But it made for a good like back and forth, yeah. cat and mouse. From there he goes to where he's just changing his sh- shoes that has a hole in him on a rock, and he's in someone's else uh, a gang territory, and oh, then yeah. he they, ends up uh, hitting the gang members, and the gang members. Uh, he hits him in the head and then ends up uh, later on. He met the only three gang members that didn't have guns that day. Yeah. But they remember, they, they try to get him when he goes to the phone, yeah. and they veer off and slam, and then Michael Douglas steals their bag steals of guns. Bag guns yeah. And uh, remember, the girl says, how many guns were in the in the bag? All the guns in the world, man. I don't know how that is, but. <laughs> uh, so he's he's got Uzis. He's got yeah. shotguns. He's got everything. <laughs> it makes and, for a better movie. 
And then he just but, goes systematically from one place to another. If Obviously you want to see a, a character transformation, watch the, the hippie guy from 21 Jump Street. Oh, God. Uh, Frederick Forrester. Yeah. The don't get the out, out of the boat, out of the boat guy. guy. Don't get out of the boat guy. Well, he's a chameleon in everything. He, he looks different in everything you ever it's see. It's getting cold out here. Have it's getting say. a little chilly. <laughs> it's supposed to get down to like I don't know if you can. It's, I don't know if you can hear the. You can hear the, the wind. wind. I hear it on some of the pods, but it's cool. It's cool. We'll work it out. All the look stuff <laughs> dropping in my coffee. <laughs> look, so, I got a pine needle in my coffee. Hey man, that happens. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the more famous scenes for most people is the uh, is the scene at the McDonald's or the the fast food restaurant. What, what Wally uh, Burger or uh, <laughs> something like that. But it, it was an unknown. You try one. to order breakfast. Try to order breakfast after. and it end like four minutes earlier or two minutes earlier, and they won't give his breakfast. I, I think and, that's why McDonald's started doing breakfast all day. <laughs> <'cause>, <laughs> You know how you people anger people? Pissed, if you man. wanted to, if you, I, listen. I mean, cut someone slack. 15 minutes, okay, okay. Yeah, that, that I'm at fault. Yeah. But two minutes, come on. I know you got an egg McMuffin back yeah. there. Just give me the thing. So he, he pulls a machine gun, and it, like, goes off on the roof, and he's trying to calm people down. And I love when they give him, he, he gets so flustered that he's like, you know what? I think I might have lunch after all. And he says, give me one of the burgers. And they give him a burger, and it's like this flat thing. Yeah. And he, he says, look at the burger on the sign there. It's 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 plump. It's juicy. It's 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 two inches thick. And he's like, and look at this flat, disgusting thing you gave me. And he's like, can anyone here tell me the problem with this? And that little black kid raised slowly raised. <laughs> His hand. <laughs> I love it. I love that. And then people start rooting for Michael. Like you said, one of the best well, he, anti-heroes in the movie. Yeah. Because after but a while, he people bunch, are, when the kids, when he was, when they wouldn't let him walk, and he pulls out the, uh, the pulls out the bazooka, and the, yeah. and the kid teaches the him how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when the homeless guy comes uh, comes at him and asks mm. for like uh, uh, money from him, and just and he uh, gives he, him the briefcase. He ends up giving the briefcase. Like, like, yeah. All right. <laughs> I remember that character actor. Oh yeah, he's. I see him in other stuff, and I'm like, hey, that's the guy. Yep, from he's in a down. bunch of stuff, man. But yeah, then with the Fer- Frederick Forrester stuff, when he goes into his like uh, Army Navy store and he's like racist as fuck. I mean, and thinks Michael Douglas is on his side. He's yeah. like, you think I'm racist like you? I just going to see my daughter, man, and I'm getting pissed off, and now I gotta have to hurt hurt you too. <laughs> and like, he just takes everyone out, and all just accumulates to the ending, man. And it's 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 fantastic. Kind of the one scene tried to knock golf a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that great golf scene was great. Didn't Robert somebody died, great in though, scene. Right? The guy had a heart attack, right? Yeah. He says, see, now you're going to die here in, that, in those funny pants. <laughs> My dad had a golf where's your course, heart pills? <laughs> that might be the way I'd want to go out. Where's your heart pills? They're in the cart. Yeah, your cart's in the water. <laughs> now you're going to die with that funny hat on. It, it's really one of the best transformations. Michael Douglas usually plays Michael Douglas. You know, I mean, he, he's, well, yeah, like marine, I said, he falls into he, that. He marine buzz cut his head, hair. He, the, he, it started with, no, he started with the buzz cut, but he got the outfit at the Navy store. Yeah, 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 he didn't get his hair cut. But, uh, but yeah, it was fantastic. Fantastic character study, man. And Michael Douglas is next level in it. All right, this next movie isn't. We won't uh, spoil the ending, but we'll tell you the gist of it here. And this was one of those movies that everyone had to recommend to everyone else once they saw it. And this was 1997's The Game. And it's not as good the second time, only because you know... It's still good. Oh, it's still because good. I because you're waiting then for you're it waiting to happen. For the stuff to happen. Yeah. But. David Fincher. This was David Fincher before David Fincher was David Fincher. You know, this made David Fincher. It, 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 it certainly did because Alien Three didn't make him. He he got Alien a lot 3 of was good. He, he got. I loved Alien Three, but, but he got a lot of it shit. Could have been that. anybody that directed it. He got a lot of slack for it, and they. There's a reason. There's a David Fincher cut of that movie out because yeah. they they, they treated him like they, shit. They I cut, liked. They the gutted the film. Too. It was good. 
I, both of them were good, really, both to be honest with you. But I, his cut was better because it what it flushed out the extra half hour mm-hmm. of what was missing and everything. But uh, he came into his own with the game. Very dark, moody movie. Uh, he also he plays a prick in the movie, not a not an asshole. I'd he say he plays Gordon Gecko if Gordon Gecko had a soul. Yeah, he's a Somewhat. rich elitist. Yeah. Dickhead. His father had killed himself at the beginning of the movie, so he's always kind of troubled by that. He 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 saw his dad jump off the house that he's living at too, which is weird. Why you stay living at that yeah, fucking house out. is weird. I have that his, rule. His if brother murders uh, himself. Yes, your house, you got to yeah. move out. His brother Conrad's kind of a fuck up, and his his brother, who's played brilliantly by Sean Penn, but his brother's living the life fantastic. He is like he's happy, but. You know. So his brother visits him at the beginning of the movie, and he gives him a gift for his birthday. And his gift is like the certificate. And he's like, "You got to go to this place. Trust me, it'll change your life." I went there. It, I'm, and because Michael Douglas sees, he says, "Man, you're doing great. You're doing a lot better than I thought you would." And he says, "It's all because of the game, man." He says, "You got to go to this place. Trust me." He's just gonna seem weird. It's gonna seem kind of uh, not your normal thing. But once you get there, it'll change your life. So he goes there, and that great uh, the uh, damn I can't remember his name Rothberg. He was in the yeah. Homeland. He's really good. He was in. Uh, meet the parents. <laughs> yeah, he was one of his uh, who's playing volleyball with the Fockers in the uh, in the. Uh, he's not the same the guy from Seinfeld. The white-haired like, guy. He's not the guy from Seinfeld. It's like it's. You're almost glad you're handicapped. No, not him. That's the guy from Private Parts that played <laughs> Howard Stern's dad. He was great in that too. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, this guy he, he got famous later on for in, for Homeland, uh, but he he'd always been famous to me as a great character actor. So he goes to this place, and they have to run him through all these physical and mental tests. Yeah, like for six pissed. or seven like, hours. He's like a businessman. That's got shit going on. And they're on. asking him stuff like, yeah. God. Uh, Would you ever hurt a puppy? Yeah. Or, ever... or do you ever think of kids when you masturbate? Or it's like weird questions where he's like raising his eyebrows saying, What the fuck <laughs> is this? And then they said, All right, we'll let you know how it turns out. And he's like, This was stupid. So then he's about to go into a meeting and he gets a phone call and says, uh, Yeah, we, we found out that you didn't pass the test. So it's, it's, it's just not going to happen. And he was like, Well, thanks for ruining eight hours of my day. And he's, and he's pissed off. And then not realizing that he did pass the test, and the game starts. And the game is. Once you explain the game, it's a a very interactive, if to say the least. (laughs) It's super interactive. It's almost like. It's almost like. What's that Schwarzenegger movie? It's like an escape room if the the world is an escape room. (laughs) No, the Schwarzenegger movie, when he goes in and they do the mental implant. Oh, total recall. total recall. It's a little. It's not as cerebral, obviously, as uh, yeah. that. But it's uh, so when he gets home, the first thing he finds is a clown laying on the ground in his Which driveway. Which is always bad. Right, always almost bad. in the same position where yeah. his dad jumped off the building. So he didn't think much of it. He drags it into the foyer and he leaves it there. He goes in. His his housekeeper makes him a cupcake for his birthday. He eats his dinner and he's sitting down to watch the news. And all of a sudden, the newscaster, famous newscaster mm-hmm. for, that, he, uh, all that he watches every night, uh, starts talking to him on <laughs> the couch. Talking, talking to him directly on the couch. Yeah. Saying, um, saying uh, and then when he goes up and he starts hitting the TV, he's like, what are you doing? That, that's not going to uh, help. <laughs> he says, I'm here to guide you through this. Uh, you have received already one clue that's going to help you get to the next level and you got to use the keys r- correctly or you got to use the clues to get to the would next level. Would you do one of those panic ones? Because uh, I would. Uh, we ended up getting, we got gifted one and we ended up letting it lapse by accident. I would have. So I would we would have. Yeah, we would do one you, with you guys. Yeah, we'd, That would be cool. I'd have to check with Maria to see if that's in her in her threshold to if not it's be. us four, I think it would be fun. It uh, would be fun, but some people <laughs> get, get uh, claustrophobic. Oh, we, that's not a problem with us. Uh, so I'll move into yeah. that place probably nicer <laughs> than my bedroom. <laughs> uh, so 
so he realizes the first clue is involved with that uh, clown. So he brings the clown into the living room, and he realizes that in the clown's mouth is a key. And he takes that key, and then it just le- and then the movie starts, basically, and it just leads him from one thing to another to another instinct where he's he runs into that, that really, that, uh, that Unger girl yeah. who's really good. She always plays kind of this... Uh, Surly. She plays a fucked up character a lot, or a surly character a lot, because she was in uh, Silent Hill. She plays the fucked up character in uh, Payback. She played uh, Mel Gibson's mm-hmm. junkie wife that turned on him and everything. She's great and everything, and she's really good in this. And she is actually connected to him at some point, and they're, they're trapped in an elevator together. They have to go up. He's being chased by people. It's just yeah. one exciting instant Your after shoes another. shoes cost $1,000? <laughs> that one did. Uh, <laughs> his brother appears at one point, and he's freaked out, and he's freaked out, and he's like, you didn't go to that place, did you? They're fuck dude they're fucked they're ruining my life they're trying to kill me and then before he can even explain what the hell is going on remember he opens uh michael douglas's uh glove compartment and keys just fall out and he's like you're in on this aren't you you're in on this and, yeah. and sean penn jumps out of the moving car <laughs> and then michael douglas like wait what the hell is going on i love the scene where at one point he finds a door handle knob mm-hmm. and he doesn't know what it's for and he puts it in his pocket and then that great actor with that with the real scars he could have died his, in multiple times uh, do you remember the, the actor has the scars mm-hmm. across his oh, yeah. mouth that was driving the uh, yep. the car drives him like into jumps out of the uh, moving car that's on fire and michael <laughs> douglas like into the harbor goes into the harbor and he is almost ready to drown until he realizes that the door handle that he has is connected to this the the car door is missing a door handle so he's like these guys are serious i mean this is like some life it made the movie game. better but it also was like it, during knowing at the end you'd be like oh Man, the ending. Yeah. Don't yeah tell I'm not going to tell me the ending because you. this is one of the – there's probably five movies where we could we could just bring up as examples that you have to experience on your own and that we would this never ruin on this. I, we did a spoiler episode, and I'm not sure if we specifically mentioned in that what it was, but we're not going to mention it on here. If you haven't seen the game, do yourself a favor. Go and check out up. the game, man. It holds up super hardcore. And, and I, I even knowing the ending, I enjoy it because I'm waiting for it now. Yeah. I mean, it's really, really uh, good. So the next movie, let me get the date on here. I have it written right here. I would say 2000 I think it's, and... I think it's two. Nope. One. 2000. That's what I said, 2000. <laughs> and that's the uh, the Great Traffic, man. Uh, Soderbergh? Soderbergh, man. Soderberg. Who, who did the next movie, too. These last two movies are uh, or both uh, Soderbergh's. And uh, really, really great. He, I remember when he was a thing, man, and he, and he hasn't yeah. doesn't do anything much. I think he I does more producing I liked him because he now. was hands-on with the camera. Yeah. Very he liked to have on. the hammer, camera in his hand. Wasn't he Siriana too? Yep. I think that was him, too. And yeah. it's funny that he did this last one because it doesn't sight, have the same feel as all of his other movies. Out of Sight was fun, man. That was one of his fun To me... Ones. Ocean's he, Eleven, too. He, he, he loved grain. Yeah. And I liked grain. I liked the And he liked color. You, you he know? did. But he, he contrasted... So, you, have you said the movie's name yet? Yeah, Traffic. So, like, when they were at... When they're in Captain Mexico, Zeta Jones' yeah, yeah. Is like... like Compound, everything was beautiful flowers yeah. and really colorful stuff. Michael and Douglas's stuff all had a blue, slightly yep, a blue, blue tint, tint to it. it. All the Mexico stuff had a like a sepia, yellowish, yellowish, sepia, yes, very true. Like grainy footage. Mm-hmm. I, Michael Farah was great in this. Uh, uh, who named some of the other people? Did Topher Grace? Was uh, Topher awesome Grace was great at, uh, uh, in it. His daughter, yeah, what, the Styles. She's from uh, Julie Styles. No, she's this is oh. the girl from Parenthood. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah. really, really good. Uh, I can't think of her name. She's phenomenal. And ob- obviously, Benicio del Toro, uh, the guy from uh, RoboCop that died, uh, was really, really good in this. Uh, Mike, uh, damn it, from Twin Peaks. Damn, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name. Which guy from Twin Peaks? Uh, oh, Mike? 
Yeah, the guy from uh, RoboCop that was snorting uh, blow off the girl's boobs and they got killed by Kirkwood Miguel Smith. Ferrer? Miguel Ferrer. Yeah. I already said his name. Oh, did you? No, I yeah. missed it. I, I think you said something else, Ferrer. Did you say Michael Ferrer? <laughs> Michael Sarah? <laughs> Michael Sarah is not in this <laughs> he movie. He wasn't even born with me. <laughs> uh, uh, the great guy from uh, Extract was in it, too. The guy that they tortured with the, uh, with the hot sauce and the, shit. The... the the assassin. The basically. one guy was like, let me, let me tell the story. Oh, Louise Guzman. Tell the joke. Yeah, Louise Guzman, joke. man. He was what's great. What's the difference between, what's, well, how are women in, in tornadoes, hurricanes the same? The same. Yeah. <laughs> when they show up, they're, <laughs> they're wet, wet and, wild. and wild. And when they leave, they take your house and, and your car. Your car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Don Cheadle. Dan, uh, Don Cheadle yeah. was really, were, really good. There's a lot of big actors in this movie that, that went on to work with Soddenberg several times. Soddenberg is that type of director that people end up loving and they work for him a lot. They had an Another great line when they were when they finally remember Miguel Ferrer, yeah. they, they got him and he was in the hospital and they're they were like, "You're fucked." Yeah. And then uh, what's his name was like, "No, he's fucked." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Don Cheadle had that great line. Yeah, yeah. So they all a lot of these actors crossover him it was a good Ocean's intersection 11. movie where it, it, everything. Oh yeah, yeah. Overs- so this basically laden. told the story of the drug trafficking from different perspectives in L.A. In, in L.A. So and in Mexico, obviously and Mexico, too. Obviously. So the the Michael Douglas perspective, he was on the in the Justice Department yep. basically, and then in the drug, uh, the actual drug dealer was it was Stephen Bauer, and uh, Stephen Bauer, who is uh, from Scarface, his wife, his lawyer, his was awesome, uh, Dan uh, or uh, Quaid, Dennis Dennis Quaid, uh, Dennis Quaid the wife. With Captain Zeta Jones, <laughs> I almost said Randy Quaid. He was nah, a he lawyer in a different movie. Lawyer. He was in Caddyshack too. too. He, he played a great lawyer. In that. <laughs> he did play a great lawyer in that. <laughs> come to your house and grab you by your Brooks Brothers DJs. I almost want to pull that scene up. Uh, so but good. Benicio surely showed up his chops with this. I mean, we all knew he was great from Usual Suspects, but when he came in to do this, that stuff yeah, in Mexico was really good. Zones was awesome. She was good because she turned out to be she. She picked right up where... Yeah, her husband was arrested at the beginning of the movie, yep. so so that was the catalyst. Uh, uh, Stephen Bauer, who, who's amazing in Scarface, he, he played uh, Al Pacino's right-hand yeah, man, That Dennis friend. Quaid scene, when he comes in, he's like... Yep. He's like, your husband is a, a decent, outstanding businessman, and this won't stand, and then he, he leans the, down and whispers yeah. in the ears, it sells cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> he had to break it to his wife. His wife, blissfully ignorant, didn't know what her husband did. I mean, yeah, I she was at the country club. Yeah, she her, was at the country club. Like, when she's pregnant and talking oh, about yeah. drinking wine yeah, yeah, and yeah. eating duck and My shit. My doctor says I can have a glass of wine every day. Yeah, yeah. I have two. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, you, you hate her from the beginning, you know? And Yeah, she's but, just an elitist. But she... She has a great guys. character arc once her husband goes to prison. You remember she's who like, the guy is? She I guess to I'm going to control my uh, to my husband's co- business. To What's buy this? the coke from? Do you remember who played that? The actor? No, who was it? It was. Uh, I'm... Give me a movie. I'm trying to think. I asked because I don't. Benjamin Bratt. Oh, Benjamin Bratt. Hell yeah, yeah. man. When he's like, yeah. this is a good coke. It should be. It's yours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember, he, she made it in the plastic molds. The, That's right. The, 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 uh, the ceramic. Like, and she's uh, like, we can ship these up north. Yep. All day long, and, and all they had and they to do show is them, drop them, it in, them the in the water, and, yep, and then dry, dry it out. out. And it, I'm sure every drug dealer was taking yeah. notes. And it that. was brilliant. And and going back to the Michael Douglas perspective, her, his uh, damn, I gotta look her name up. Uh, his daughter was addicted to drugs. Yeah, and it was which it made was it very it was very uncomfortable. and made it really a uh, a great problematic. Stuff, her, him going and rescuing his daughter was a. It certainly it made scene? Topher Grace kind of bust yeah. out of that yeah. mold of Eric like, Foreman for sure. He's not Eric Foreman in this movie. <laughs> then why is there a name coming up like 
Erica. Big time. Erica. Erica Christensen. Thank you. Uh, the scene where they're freebasing, and then they, uh, then he, after freebasing, she ends up getting so bad that she's injecting it between her toes, yeah. and it was crazy. And uh, you see Eric Foreman saying, "I want to have sex." Why we're like well, injecting it and shit like that? And they were like, "Wow, these guys are so." And they were far like gone. A, at like a top. Yeah, like private school. And Michael Douglas is like the czar, isn't yeah, he? Like he the, was the he's like the czar. drug he czar. Just, he had just become, yeah. like in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, and just to have your daughter be addicted to it, I'd be like, uh, I guess I you mean, can sell it. Like I'm, that's how close I am to this. I mean, <laughs> but if you can't keep your own daughter, I'll yeah, there is. How you gonna keep the rest? <laughs> so of So it was exciting, man. You got to see every aspect. One yeah. of my favorite things about this, if you have the DVD, there's a special feature on it where it takes you to the drug warehouse mm-hmm. where all the drugs that are confiscated goes, and then they're periodically put on these big tractor trailer trucks to go in the middle of the night. They show the tractor truck going out in the middle of the night to a place where they destroy it. That sounds like and, a movie right there. Oh yeah, we could hijack one of those. trucks. They take you through the the warehouse, and it's like. Five Home Depots. That's yeah. how big it is. It's insane. It was, uh, you, and you can imagine drug. I can, I can imagine people that like drugs yep. watching that behind the scenes and it's crying. It's crazy. Yeah, because they're Almost showing like, you the bats. Remember the movie Homegrown when they burn <laughs> yeah, yeah at the very end when they're burning everything and they're looking at <laughs> it like, like no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I love Traffic, man. Traffic was fun. I haven't seen it Great. in a while, but it, it was one of the first introductions that really that handheld. Was good. I like some of the scenes yeah. were done handheld. I've, and I I've seen it. it uh, I had seen it done obviously, before, obviously, a lot, but but like shaky handheld. Yeah, not like like he was a big was fan gritty. of the. You, you really felt movement. the grittiness mm-hmm. when they were in Mexico, Mexico for yeah, sure. Sure. And uh, yeah, some of the torture scenes because he he got this one assassin and they uh, oh, played brilliantly by yeah that's you the know, guy yeah uh, yeah uh, I was looking him up. Uh, let me look him up right here. Uh, he's really really great in this too. They're not putting, like, the top stars at the beginning of the IMDb list. It's weird. i got to go down a little bit. It was bit. an ensemble cast. Uh, he was so good in it, and I've seen, him in a, I've seen him in other stuff. But this was probably the first time we saw him. It might be easier to look him up under Extract. Did you ever seen Extract? That was the um, Mike Judge movie? No. Where there's a, uh, uh, this Jason Bateman... Uh, runs a warehouse and is an accident oh, at the I warehouse. Yeah, I saw that. And this guy loses one Lena of his Kunish nuts. Is in it. <laughs> he loses one of his nuts. Clifton Collins Jr. Yeah, he was great in um, uh, the the In Cold Blood. Yep. Capote. Yep. He played the yeah, guy in Capote the, uh, that he was friends with in the, the prison and talked to and everything. Interview. Yeah, so he was great in this. Yeah. But yeah, they, they stripped him naked and tied him to a chair and took like hot sauce and was spraying it up his nose until he was like screaming. You wouldn't think that would be a big thing, but yeah, I think it's a big thing. <laughs> they you know how they destroying would destroying me? Grasshopper. Yep. But then they, they, they had me, that. They gave me a grasshopper. Two pots screamed myth, one part. Whether he was walking through the, uh, remember the actual assassination scene later on when he was walking through the parking lot and everything with Miguel Ferrer and everything. Yeah, so good. They really just cast it well. Uh, And the next one, the last one here on the list, another one, and it it was uh, 2013. I love this movie. And this was the other movie that's on my top four and also the movie that I watched this week because I had only seen it once before and I forgot how much I loved it, man. And it's an HBO movie, so it's hard to find on DVD. I see it for like 25 bucks or something like that. If I ever see it, I'm going to snatch it. And it's uh, 2013's Behind the Candelabra. Oh, it's awesome. So good. So good. And originally, this was supposed to come out 10 years earlier. Really? Or six years earlier, I think I had read, starring Robin Williams, who would have done a good job, mm-hmm. and uh, Justin Timberlake would have played the Matt Damon mm-hmm. character. But obviously, it went a different way. Michael Douglas brilliantly played. Looked, uh, acted just like him. Yep. He won the uh, Golden Globe uh, for this, he and was, he richly he was deserved it. He was super popular in our childhood. 
Oh, Liberace. Uh, Liberace, yeah. And no no one wanted to admit that he was gay back yeah, then. Yeah, it's weird. Well, he went to he so hard He kept saying that he was lengths. getting married, like he had a wife. Yep. And- he sued uh, publications like Inquirer for, for even suggesting that he was gay. So he, he really went to a lot of extent. <laughs> Except publishing the Inquirer is like, uh, we have pictures of It him. just makes me he, sad because he... It, he wanted to, he, he, he would have, would have had flourished. such a more enjoyable yeah, life now. if he could have just done what he and he did what he wanted he to did do what but he, he wanted to, to do but he had to stay within his circles he had to yeah. sell music he had to sell people show tickets to people that wouldn't have liked his behavior yeah. if they and knew about it he had to constantly have basically boy toys come in and that, that's where the Matt Damon Matt Damon hear, was phenomenal um, in this D- Joey Diaz's uh, stand up on the I heard him talk about night. it with his mom who his mom says to her death she wouldn't have said Liberace was gay he's just flamboyant he's not gay <laughs> He's like, I watch this. You gotta do the Joey Diaz voice <laughs> every time you talk about Joey Diaz. Say anything. You do. Listen up, Joe Rogan. <laughs> Liberace. Like, I got. I got, he's like, I got rounders in one hand. He's like, I'm watching this movie, and I got rounders in one hand, and born it in the other hand. I'm, I'm ready to snap both these motherfuckers. <laughs> he's like, but it's a good movie. It's a good movie. The second I realized I love Joey Diaz when he said two of his favorite movies were You're the Dragon and 29th Street. I'm like, oh, God, Joey Diaz is right up my alley, man. He loves movies. He's a, he's a huge movie fan. But uh, anyways, yeah, Liberace, huge, he loves huge, my huge. huge. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard him talk about them, too. Uh the Matt Damon was so good in this movie. Matt Damon Rob was Lowe was so good. Rob Lowe <laughs> was one of the best. One of the Rob most Lowe. outrageous characters. So in this Rob movie Lowe played his plastic, plastic surgeon, surgeon right? and Rob Lowe's eyes were like completely shut through the whole movie. He was like, you could, I don't know how it was he like could a facelift. He just they had the worst face facelift himself. Pulled yeah. back like someone was pulling his face with a. Rope. And he's just pushing these Almost pills. Like he's got an egg or suit. <laughs> and he's pushing these pills, and he, I remember the the one of the best scenes is where he tells Michael Douglas, he says, "You need an eye lift." He, he's like, "Can I ever fully close my eyes?" No, probably not. And there's a great scene where Matt Damon's sleeping with him. And he looks over, and he's like sleeping with his eyes open, <laughs> and he's freaked out. <laughs> so, Michael Douglas playing Liberace obviously has this great house. I did some uh, research on it, and it was Jaja Gabor's house really? that they filmed it at. Yeah. And uh, crazy gold house, and it was just wild. And he uh, that makes sense. And Matt Damon, he he sees Matt Damon invites him in, basically his boy toy. And in the the other guy that works for uh, Liberace, you could tell that he was he was the, he was the, the last out. guy that yeah. went out. So he was very angry, and he, he came up to Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. He, you know how many uh, guys that I've seen? Trust me, he says. Uh, uh, they're going to fire me, and then someone else is going to fire you, and this is how it's going to go, and everything. He wasn't wrong. And almost immediately, he he wants. He wants to uh, change Matt Damon's body big time. I mean, he... Into almost himself. Yeah. Really. It, it's a very interesting... And this movie, we should mention, was written by that character. Matt Damon's character wrote this book. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it was so I believe the story. Stole from his perspective and everything, and he was involved in the, uh, in the creation of the movie, too. But, and then he all... So, there was a point where Liberace wanted to adopt him. <laughs> so, it was, it was a very I, cross I between I remember him telling his parents. But... After a while, and it, it was pretty obvious that it was only about sex for the first few, like, maybe the first four or five months. And even Matt Damon said afterwards, like, when they were doing the whole, going through the whole breakup and everything and trying to get him money and everything, he was he was like, so you were having sex with this guy uh, who, who wanted to be your father figure? And he was like, it's a lot more complicated than that. He says, by this time, we weren't even having sex. He, he's like, it was just I was helping him and he was helping me and we were more friendly about it. Scott Bakula, also great in this movie, uh, playing one of the stuntman friends uh, of uh, Liberace. 
So it was interesting to see the the character of uh, Matt Damon go from this uh, wide eye like Mark Wahlberg Boogie Nights character. Like I can't believe I'm even yeah, around here. A, I'm doing he's this. Like, I don't even have my own face anymore. Like yeah. that was one. Oh, of the he's lines screaming at it like, too. And then when he sees Boyd Holbrook come in, yeah. Boyd Holbrook, <laughs> who I love, Boyd Holbrook. I've mentioned a lot of pods. He's one of my favorite actors. Uh, he's and, the guy from uh, uh, Predator. From, no, uh, from Harry uh, the McCoys. Narcos, half of McCoy. He's awesome in half of He's fucking Narcos, he's awesome. Have you Logan? seen Narcos yet? He, uh, the first uh, five episodes of the first season. It's awesome. It's good, Keep but watching. I haven't uh, uh, gone through the whole thing. But I have stopped. That was like, don't a, stop. That was like a year ago. Well, I'm saying but I do like Boyd Holbrook, so he will be the guy that makes me go through it. I just believe him in all his roles. Logan was one of the best roles he ever did. He was so fucking great in it. And in this movie, he came in and he was just the wide eye. oh my God, and then Matt Damon knows what's going to happen because he's seen it happen with the last guy. I'm, I'm about to be replaced. Up people and spits yep. them out. Better save your money and better uh, get yeah. your, get what you're getting out of this situation because I think uh, Hollywood and people talk about it. There's no more fakeness than in L.A. Man and in Hollywood. It, it, if you're not a uh, if you're not a uh, bleeding heart liberal, you're pretending you're a bleeding heart liberal, or you're not going to get the roles that you uh, want to have or the attention that you want to have. You you have to have this certain persona. Yeah. And Liberace knew that. I mean, there was like one gay guy that uh, Rock Hudson, and that didn't come out until he was dead. And uh, that was the big thing with this and people movie. People were shocked. Dan Aykroyd, another great actor in this mm-hmm. movie, playing his lawyer. I, yeah, yeah. I remember he got Matt Damon on the phone. He, he's like uh, talking to Liberace. He's like, "Hey, put Scott on the phone." And then he get, Liberace hands the phone to Matt Damon, and Dan Aykroyd's on the line. He says, "Hey, Scott, keep on my fucking business. Give the back, uh, give the phone back to Lee." <laughs> and he gives him <laughs> back to him. Uh, but remember, he he ended up dying. This goes all the way to to mm-hmm. his death, and you get to see him without his obviously with his wig on, and he's at the end of his life, and. Uh, they actually later confirmed that he had died from complications of AIDS, but they obviously back then they always sold it as pneumonia or yeah. uh, I mean, what, they, every other viral disease. Yeah, because you don't really die; of, you die of the the side effects. Yeah, the side effects from it, and, or not side effects, but like not anymore. Even now, you don't, not not anymore. You don't. Not many people die of AIDS anymore. Uh, they've got that kind of not the head insurance. Yeah, that's true. Not if you have Magic Johnson's money, but you can put it in a blender and drink it. You didn't even need that anymore. You put it in a blender and drink it. Do you remember that South Park episode? (laughs) I can see how he lived now. (laughs) Yeah, it it was absolutely brilliant played by Michael Douglas. Would highly recommend, especially, I'm a sucker for, uh, for, like, documentary movies about someone's life and everything. My favorite. Uh, Yeah, and I I know it's Moms, too. Like, that Queen documentary, the the Rocket. Have you seen Rocket Man yet? My God, dude, you need to see Rocket Man. That's so good. You've seen the Queen one? You haven't seen either of those? I haven't seen either one. Oh, I got to find. I think I have mine on Blu-ray, but if I can find them on DVD, I'll pick them up for you because you would absolutely love them. They are so fucking good. Uh, big fan of that type of genre. So anytime I see a story about a real-life guy who had a crazy life, uh, I'm, I'm all in, especially when they cast it well, you know. This was cast beautifully. I'm always a fan of Sonnenberg, so I hope he comes out and does some more stuff. There's going to be a lot of movies about 2020, so he can what? jump on that. He can movies. jump on that list with Oliver Stone and everybody else, man. Well, Oliver Stone's the one everyone's looking at yeah. now. They're like, Oliver, you can you can start now. <laughs> He's already halfway through. Production yeah, I'm already halfway about. through. He says, "Don't worry, it's going to be an eight-part miniseries." He's like, "I was just waiting for my ending, and I got it yeah. this week." We're all going to sit back <laughs> and we're all going to be like, "Can you believe that this shit actually happened?" When you actually see it playing out on television, people are going to be like, "Wow!" Because know? his documentary or. Michael Moore's documentary about uh, 9-11. Yeah. It, and they're, like, showing what what 
Bush did during the few, oh, yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah. was shocked. But I yeah. can't believe he just didn't do anything for like eight minutes or something. He landed well after he got off. He did because but I mean, like pe- people understood that. Okay, so he didn't react immediately, but you could tell that he was at least troubled by it. And then I mean, he wasn't a strong leader. He was surrounded by. He had empathy. That, he had empathy. That's had empathy. the difference between yeah. him, and that's what it all comes down to. Trying to say Trump doesn't have empathy for Trump? Yeah, people are going to... Uh, every he side sell his own kid. <laughs> <laughs> Send him COD. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you if, I, if my wife was taking that psychology class now, all they're teaching is Trump now. Next yeah. year, Trump 101 in psychology, because they're going to break it down. They got all of it. It's a, that nihilistic kind of... Uh, Demagogue. Uh, it's insane, so... <laughs> All right, that's well, enough. That's enough that's, of that. We'll end with politics. <laughs> we'll end with it. We started with a little bit of it. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see some good stuff coming out in 2021 with some of these movies, man. Did you see that uh, Midnight Sky yet? You need no. to watch that. That's going to be on our 2020 pod, too. It's on Netflix mm-hmm. with uh, George Clooney. You'll love it. It's really I'm good. Sure. It's like uh, it's like Interstellar. Uh, it's like the end of the world uh, thing, and he's in the Arctic. It's filmed in Iceland. Really fucking good. Nice. Uh, so we're gonna have our 2020 pod next week, and then after that, me and Justin are gonna do an, we're gonna do an alien pod. Uh, then me and Dave are gonna do a Brian De Palma pod, and then me and Justin are gonna do a Predator pod. So it's gonna be some exciting stuff coming up for the next. And then found out last week, Justin admits he's a big fan of the rom com, man. Uh, <laughs> apparently he's the one who drags uh, a lot of his uh, girlfriends to the romantic comedy. So I, I might have to put a uh, Valentine's Day pod in yeah, with me and Justin. You guys, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put the irreverent uh, ones on my list, like the uh, Rockies and, uh, hey, War of the Roses, or uh, all these love story ones that I you don't quite forward, think of. Forrest I fast Gump. forward most of the time. I fast forward like sex scenes and love scenes now. If I'm watching a movie, just like, all right, I know what happens in the next five minutes. Well, if it's uh, I don't watch many rom-coms, so it's not going to be specific. It'll be love stories because then I could really branch out into like uh, uh, Rudy really loved football <laughs> you know <laughs> love stories <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting it'll be a fun one it's to drop because we had been three years man we didn't haven't done that category you know and we, it needs sure to be done at some point or clamoring hey, I, you'd be surprised some people are really into that shit yeah. more than you're not or people you don't think they're going to be in it like Justin who will watch The Expendables today and then apparently watch uh, uh, th- that All About Molly or whatever the hell <laughs> that one's not All About Polly is that what it is What's <laughs> something, that about Mary? What? something about Mary is that the one with the semen in the hair yeah okay that's a love story I'm picking that one All right. <laughs> so the next couple weeks are going to be filled with stuff so uh, be sure to join us if you want to get a hold of us you can check us out at uh, Fascinated with uh, Films uh on uh, Facebook, where you can see our pictures for the week. Got a great collage of Michael Douglas this week. And uh, you can uh, leave us a like or comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud and iTunes, or you can shoot us an email, fascinatingfilms at gmail.com, and we will be sure to get back to you. Our latest movie, Tenet, is now out, so you can go. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't do that, did we? What? I didn't dream we did that. I didn't even know it. We were brilliant in that one. Uh, So, yeah, next week we will see you. So, see ya! All right. And if you need a friend, get a dog. Mm-hmm.